Honestly, uh, um, I am uh, very pumped to talk to every single one of you tonight, mainly because the topic of the day is pretty much what everybody's trying to been figuring out uh, pretty much, I don't know, since 9 a.m. And I know uh, Coach Gary probably has a lot of, like, yelling things to get into about how despicable that game was last night. He probably is. Do you think, are you are you more towards that uh, that New York Giants media of everybody complaining that, you know, the... Uh, they didn't give their will last night in, a, in an obvious tanking situation here. No, so it, it was funny because I, I was <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to answer this question to you. Where we all know, like I like to stay, like I want it to be competitive, and I want you to like put your effort in. Um, yeah, I fully understand the reason why you don't want to win the game last night. However, it was the optic and the witch the way they did it. It it was just it was a bad look. It didn't look good doing it on prime time. <laughs> so what? The, when does tanking ever? Look I know. Good? So I knew this was going to be your answer too. I knew it was going to be like, who cares? Who cares what the optic is? The problem is now we're getting this stupid national attention, and it's it just it it compounds an issue with the franchise that has too many issues to be compounded right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Losing the game could have been the worst. Winning the game was the worst possible scenario for last night. The problem is it was just so obvious that they were attempting to lose the game, and that's the problem. Like it, it would have been so much easier if they, you know, they got down early and they never really got back into it, and then they made the switch at halftime. Like, or if they just started Sudfeld. If they wanted to lose the game, they should just start at Sudfeld. Yeah, but, I, I, but that's I guess that's too obvious. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, you're, you're you're probably well, right. But you could literally, but you could you can get out in front of it by just saying, "Hey, we're just trying to protect Hertz and get him to the off season." So. Yeah, I, you know, well, I, I also and, don't feel bad for anyone else. Like, I don't feel bad for the Giants. Hey, if you want to make the playoffs, win more games. Simple as that. Exactly. Evan Ingram, catch the ball. Don't give up. A, what were they winning? They were winning 21 to 10. Yeah, don't blow it. Yeah. Calm down. It's yeah. not that serious. Oh, Sal Palantonio also. Calm Lord. the fuck down. God open, damn. Open an, investi- open an investigation. Dude, is that where that, we're at? Like, that was seriously? that was like that was uh similar to Mark Brunell crying on live television about deflated footballs. I'm like, this yeah. is pathetic. Like, this is legitimately pathetic. I but here's my question. Um, throughout all of this, do you know what they want with this six pick? No. What are they doing? Like that's I, I the one thing that I don't believe anyone has said today, which has really bothered me, and um, I there's so much, many things to get into that we're not going to get into it in all one night. Remind me to, that we definitely have to talk about Jim Schwartz before this is over, though. Okay. Um, uh, I better forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did anyone see the look in Jalen Hurts' face in the fourth quarter? All right, like this is where Jason Kelsey's statement becomes true about you got to go out there and create a winning culture because did they in fact just ignore the kid that they gave the reins to and looking like the kid that they're going to have to turn to next offseason and say winning's not that important because, you know, I know this is your rookie year and you need every single rep that you you can and you want to show that you're a leader and you can once again lead a team back and there's this you know, thing that everybody's talking about today where this is yet again another opportunity for Jalen Hurts and missed out in the second half because didn't score any points in the third quarter. Now that becomes a thing that we talk about that's endless. So I think that was a terrible decision if you even think for a second that Jalen Hurts is going to be your starting quarterback because that's the anti of what that kid is built to do. Well, like, it's also frustrating. Me. Yeah, it was also like... You took him out when he was playing poorly. You didn't even give him a chance to redeem himself. I mean, I, he was running the ball well. He was he was really the only one out there playing 
well enough. I mean, he was trying to win the game. He, you could yeah. see him trying to win the game. It's also when you could, when you could le- uh, read the lips of him saying this just isn't right. That's when I was like, you know what, this rookie gets it. I, you know, when they talk about losing a locker room, that's how you lose a locker room. Yes, like <laughs> you know what I mean. That's I ridiculous. still, I. This is one thing that I keep coming back to today, and the, the thought keeps revolving. And I know we're going to get into this. When you go four eleven and one, how in the world are the two main components of what a like what a team does on the field are back? That that that's what drives me insane. Both these guys probably should have gotten fired. And after that press conference today, Hi Roseman should have been shown the door as soon as the Zoom meeting ended. Be like, all right, buddy, yeah. thanks, bye. That was, I, I that had was it painful, with him. man. Let's let's go to that because that's on the on the forefront. We already know the Carson drama. I mean, we've been reading it for weeks, months, hell, years at this point. Um, that is a scary press conference yeah. when your GM is telling you we have got to nail six, and not in a way that every GM just come and comes on and be like, "I we understand the importance of the position, and we'll be talking, you know, this, that, and the other." And I, and there is to to do this today. Um, out of the blue and to have it together like I, how you're not gonna well that's that's kind of what you want because I don't I don't really think they know any of this in in dealing with Jim Schwartz just going like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here uh, we're not gonna really play any of these the starters and I'm not I'm certainly not gonna stick around to see what you guys think in rebuilding him yeah <laughs> and, yeah and the other thing that caught my eye like just in the swarm of everyone reacting to the press conference is the fact that um, Chris Mortensen, who went on the John Kincaid morning show uh-huh. uh, shouts to Kincaid for, for getting ready. And by the way, he's going to be joining the water boys uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday. So you want to yep. make sure you want to listen to that. Um, Chris Mortensen is sitting there, you know, going through and making sure everyone knows this didn't come from an agent. Uh, Carson Wentz wants out. The relationship is fractured. Someone should ask Doug about it today. I don't think really Doug answered that question or if it was really asked in a way. But the the thing that I took away most from that interview was what is Doug Peterson's essential job market if he were to get fired and he were to leave? And Chris Morton's and this is just conjecture from me. It's just based on like how he answered it. But he goes ah, like struggling to find a team that he could quickly go to and then just said, well, I guess the Jets. You know, he didn't, and it was just kind of like an afterthought of maybe he could, you know, go hang out with uh, with Joe Douglas, but there wasn't any big time like, oh man, like you heard from Howie Roseman and the rest. Now, again, that could just be because, well, you know, they're friends with more agents and they need to keep them happy and GM's happy and their news sources happy too. But I thought that was pretty interesting as well. So uh, my, my biggest takeaway from the press conference is I think everyone that was down on Doug might be actually right. And I'm wrong. Well, thank you, because I've been down on Doug since, like, what, week three? I've been very frustrated with Doug since, like, week three. Um, I yeah. also – I, I when the announcement came out that they were going to talk together, I was convinced that was it for Doug. Like, it was yeah. going to be one of those joint wonders, like, hey, he's stepping down. We're moving on. There's no bad terms here. I was convinced, because the last time, I think it was Lori and Andy Reid spoke together – it was when Andy Reid left, and I got this thought actually from John Kincaid, who who said he's like, now my wheels are turning. And I'm like, damn. And that's when I text you. I'm like, dude, my head's flying right now. Like I have a th- <laughs> I have a thousand theories. But one thing that I really walked away from today, we are a lot further from a class organization, the NFL, and we're a lot closer to a team like the Bengals, the Jets, and the Jaguars, who are living in dysfunction. That's what that's really what we're gonna live into for. And I 
I don't know how they're competitive next year, but it's just this is a defunct this this is this is all dysfunction. And yeah. I keep coming back to I'm gonna say it a thousand times. I don't know how you go four eleven and one and these two guys are allowed to come back. I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah, and, and that's that's where I come back to too. Like something had to change and you're you're making it the quarterback here. It's an easy thing to do right now, but it's clear that they didn't want this to happen. And that's the other big takeaway from the press conference is whatever line that they had uh, about like, oh, no, we didn't. Ex- unless this is all just, you know, a bullshit facade, too, which is very possible. But like, uh, I don't see where they didn't think that drafting Jalen or doing any of this stuff. That's something I always agreed with, no matter if we disagreed on on Hertz and the pick and the value and all that stuff. The fact that they didn't think that this would matter, like, led me to believe that Carson would be comfortable with this because, like, oh, he's not going to take my job anyway because I'm I'm good. But that clearly is not the case. And from hearing Zach Ertz today and just trying to be like, nothing we did worked. That whole, I think Carson's mentality, the moment Jalen Hurts was drafted, it just went. And that set the tone for the rest of the offense, and that was it. Whether we, whether it's, we'll probably, we're going to debate all offseason if Carson should be doing that <laughs> and is allowed to do that. But that's what I gather from listening to Zach Ertz today, too. I don't think Carson Wentz owes us anything. I really don't. I think Carson Wentz, I, I, I really think. It owes us anything in what context? You know, I, I thought people were upset today that he didn't talk. Like he could have put a lot of this stuff to bed. Like, why would he talk? Realistically, why would he talk? Because he put his stuff to bed. You know, I, the one thing that it drives me insane with all of this is that it it's almost like I had this comparison the other day. With it's almost like they wanted they got engaged to Carson Wentz, but they never really wanted to marry him. You know what I mean? Even like they though almost he's got a, backed a, into a, a corner. Finger, even though he's a finger on, on Howie Roseman's hand. Yeah, so that's the other thing. It's like it's also like I think upper management knows that basically Carson has them over a barrel because no matter what, he's getting paid the money they they owe him or they're taking a dead cap on him. So it's like you, there's you you can't get out of it. I, everyone like write a check for like Mike Tannenbaum coming up with these crazy ways of doing it. Not gonna happen. There's listen, if you want to move on, you're paying him 31.4 million dollars, whatever it is. You're stuck with this guy, and if you trade him, you're stuck with the cap hit. There's there's they put themselves in such a corner with him. And I think today where they were pleading, like, please don't do this to us because you're going to ruin our cap situation, which is already screwed up. I know they made some they made some adjustments today and they can cut people and, and get about things 27 million, but it's this is Howie Roseman should be embarrassed because he created all of this. Oh, the yeah. second you drafted Jalen Hurts, you created this. You created the quarterback controversy. If yeah, but 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 at the same time, like look at this now. We, that what we saw in the last four weeks, which you know, no one's gonna and you shouldn't. You shouldn't take anything away from those last four games. Negative, positive of of Hurts or whoever was playing. How in the world can anyone evaluate it on this team anyway? It's a big, flat, incomplete. Like that's, yeah, like that's what Jalen Hurts got. He, it's an incomplete. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but I will say this. Uh, that's what um drove me a little crazy leading up to this game. You mentioned Mike Tannenbaum. And um, our good friend Kyle Bennett, who produces this uh, this particular show along with me, is fantastic at researching a lot of things. So when you say that, my first thing that I saw 
or or like that went through my head is like the relationship between Tannenbaum and Howie Roseman, just like everyone else. But the specificity in which he laid out that deal, he is not smart enough to do that. There is no way that he came up with that scenario on get up on ESPN or whatever it was and just be like, yes, this was my idea. That's Howie Roseman telling his friend Mike Tannenbaum to the Patriots and who whoever this deal is available first and foremost. And it's like it's to a T. And you know what's crazy? If you go through Tannenbaum and Howie Roseman's personnel decisions and and the rest, it's eerily similar. Always like we get to this point all the time when things are good, it's Howie season. And that's what the trap you and I fall into all the time. We get excited by the big deals. I got excited by Slay and, and the rest. And you should be. It's a problem. It's a all that. But there isn't a real big difference in philosophy on what they did. And everyone that's trying to figure out how did Carson regress? Why is Doug not as good? How come Howie's not as calculated? It's one simple answer. Math. Did I say that last week? But but I don't know if I did. But in 2017, they were ahead of every analytical point to begin with. And if you look at that season, that's what they did. They played aggressively. They had the vets. They they signed. They knew that you know they had an easier schedule. And the and the rest is history. And now that leads you to that was correct all the time. Let's repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And you've landed in a swamp where. I agree with Gary here. No matter what happens, especially now that both guys are back, you're not going to get significant change. Not not the stuff that we're looking for. So I don't believe that they can pull themselves out of this now. This no. whole, the last two weeks have completely shaken any confidence of, oh, they have a plan here. They don't. They do not. They are going to press this thing even further, and they're going to do something. I feel they're going to do something really stupid in the draft. Yeah, like take a defensive lineman. That's exactly what they're going to wind up doing. Because I was, I was already looking at stuff. There's a couple of defensive linemen that have like late first, like late middle round grades. That's what's going to wind up happening. They'll trade back, acquire an extra pick, which might not be a terrible idea. But you know, when we, I want to touch on one Tannenbaum thing. Basically, when he went on Get Up and Greenberg was like, oh, okay, like this. Here's my problem with Mike Greenberg right now. You can't spend an entire year openly rooting for your team to lose and then call the Eagles a disgrace today on television. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that off my chest. Greeny, yeah. you were such a, you were such a wiener. Like, like there's no, like every joke about him is true. The guy's just like, he's a dork. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's upstanding voice. It's that brought. It's that damn Syracuse broadcasting voice, which I'm sure he went. Oh no, he went to Northwestern. It's yeah, the he's same North, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, but I, but ha- I had to get that off my chest, though. No, and, and I agree with you. And this whole, see the 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 whole I'm going to speak for the NFL crap today that between him and Dan Orlovsky was painful to listen to. It's, like, who are you defending at that point? A six, also, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I hate when I, I hate when they're like, "Oh, I'm going to speak for the NFL." It's like I hate when people say like, "Well, I'm going to speak for the fans" because people do say that. Yes. on the radio so i'm just gonna go ahead and say people speak for the fans no the fans can speak for themselves we're smart enough to understand that we can speak yeah. for ourselves um but when you oh, I just, oh, and real quickly i'm so sorry because it reminded me like by the way congratulations uh the the feed blew up for the water boys because oh, yeah it, it caught the shot of of uh you know carson and kelsey and uh and Ertzall to the on the sideline after the game and it's so funny that you know john clark sets this thing up like Excuse me, I got the burps. Uh, so beautifully, 
on like, you know, is this the last time? And you wonder what they're talking about in a moment. In my mind, they're probably just going, and then that fucker threw the ball this way or, yeah. like, or whatever, or, or just reflecting on the moment and talking ball. And then, of course, you find out that that's exactly what it was in the Zach Ertz press conference and all this like, you know, so they're just sitting there probably bitching about about how terrible the season was and not like, oh, this is so hard. The last time we're all going to you know talk to one another. Ridiculous. Uh, that's all. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was, you know, another 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 thing that it's just nope. This is this is just we're sitting here shooting the shit and, and just looking. It was like a Texas football Friday night after oh, just yeah. getting your ass kicked. So that's what it was. It's also funny, too, because, you know, the conversation was like, yo, you guys want to go sit on the field for a little bit? Like, <laughs> like I know exactly what it was. Like, you don't want to go yeah. home. You, you've, We've yeah. all been on a team that was bad. You just don't want to go home. You're like, how are we going to fix this thing? But these guys are like, how the fuck are we going to get out of here? Yeah. That's all. That's what all three were probably talking about. We got to get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to the, the Doug and Howie thing because you don't say they yeah. have a plan. I don't, I don't see a way they can be competitive in 2021, which means both these assholes are back for 2022. I think they're on a two- to three-year plan still. Like, I don't know how Jeffrey Lurie can be like, okay, go fix it in one year with all these issues, and then next year be like, well, if you don't win nine games and make the playoffs, you're not back. Like, It's almost like a death sentence for both of them, right? Like, If it's a one-more shot, like, do you see a route for being competitive next year? You have to draft really, yes. really well. Here's how you do that. You package Hurts to somebody else. Yep. You package Carson to somebody else. And that should give you enough capital to go up and get the quarterback that you want, whether that's Justin Fields or whether that's Trevor Lawrence, which is totally not happening because Jacksonville's definitely taking him. Um, but if you want Justin Fields and that's your guy, which I'd be okay to take that ride with you if you want to go and do that, but you better be so right, which this team has never really been, and they can't even get this right. You know, like, do we, does anyone in the world still think that Carson can't play quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, not I, not here. I don't think he's going to, It's. I mean, it's impossible now, but. Well, that's, that's the weird thing, because my theory of them winning next year includes him probably playing quarterback, because you're on the money, you're on the hook for that money anyway, so it's like, even if, like I I can't get over the, the dead cap hit. I just can't get over it, so I don't know. I, I think the most savvy thing you can do is trading hurts. It's like, that would be like very savvy, but hey, this is like a very smart front office move. That's not going to happen. They're not going to trade Jalen Hurts. But I want to go ahead and get this out there. If they take an offensive lineman at pick number six, it's stupid. I don't think the offensive line is as bad as we're all making it out to be. Yeah. I think we're missing two very good offensive linemen in Brooks and Lane Johnson. I think Herbert can play a little bit. Driscoll can play a little bit. Sayamalos can maybe move. Like, I don't think – I think it's very simple. Go get a wide receiver. You need to get a good wide receiver. I think that changes a lot of things here. I really do. Yeah. A guy who can just get open. I think one more Rager with a full offseason, maybe not having to take on the responsibility of being your number one. I think I think that's what they really need. It's crazy that we're still saying that. I'm fine with giving up yards next year. Just go get me someone who can make a play, please. <laughs> please. Well, I- I mean, yeah, they, I, and what an impressive weekend for wide receivers and to bring back beans and all that stuff. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, Justin checking in. Uh, good to see you. What's up, brother? Um, sure, everybody well, else. I'd be in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, with a, with a very good point, Carson would never say the F word. 
It's very sure. he would he'd be saying a lot of fudge and like, oh, da- oh yeah, that's right. That clip that goes around. Oh, dang it, Wentz, you had him. It was a touchdown. You stink. That was I mean, we should have probably known that that this wasn't gonna work out now. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else, check. Uh, Tannenbaum is a joke. He failed as a GM who ruined two, two uh, orgs. Why listen to him? Well, you know. It's because ESPN uh, keeps propping him up, and we uh, like to take in all the national media. That's how he's friend, man. That's like, yeah. that's, that's they they are they are in sync together. So that's why it's it's very, very uh, frightening. Yeah, yeah. Devonta Smith, man. Yes. That's, a, that's another good one there, Bags. Absolutely. Uh, the even simple answer is yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's there. So that that's the other thing, John. Like at six, if you don't move at all, you can probably get one of the three very good wide receivers. I'd stay the hell away from Wild because of the injury. Although we yeah. learned that with DK Metcalf already, maybe it doesn't really matter that much. There's yeah. also there's also a corner on the board that like you need one of those too. I think it's perfect. Six is where they need to be because, or if there's really a quarterback desperate team to get up, maybe you can just get a ton of capital. I don't know. I think taking a quarterback would be dumb. I don't know where you sit on that, but I just don't. I don't, I don't think I, it makes sense. I don't think it's dumb. And Eric's chiming in here too and saying if they're trading Wentz, then they just need to start it all over. Get rid of everyone. Start fresh. I. I, I mean. I wish that they would have done that because yes, like if if you have gotten to an end point and you're still trying to dig yourself out of this, man, you know, and if we're taking Howie at his word that they're a little scared that they're gonna lose Carson because of of what you're seeing here. And now they're they're almost the other ridiculous thing from the press conference that I it it's almost a semi-slight to Jalen Hurts at this point because you're doing damage control to Carson Wentz is you're saying, well, he's just the backup. Mm. You know, like you're going, yeah. ouch. And then when they bring up Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager and he has to emphasize, now I'm not talking about like who's going to have the better career here, but he's basically saying, yeah, I fucked up and my first round pick isn't as good. That's He just said that in public. Well, he said the same thing about or think of white side too. Like he like yes, he's, he's like we're well, gonna need him to be better. <laughs> like like yeah, well of of course. Yep, yeah, a lot more catches along with those targets and things like that. So, um, I I I I that all of that very scary situation for for this to not. We've always joked, and this happened right after Chip Kelly got fired, that this would be the new Browns. And they're really starting to flirt with this time, except it's a combination of like Jerry Jones's cap hell mixed mm-hmm. with Cleveland Browns decisions. And by the way, oh yeah, John Dorsey's here. Uh, like that. <laughs> I, that's not a John Dorsey. It is hate. not a good thing either way for him to be in this building. And I hope he's just hanging out for a year and goes somewhere else. And you know, it needs a fresh change again. I, I here's my question. What do you think at this point that it is going to take for how, or excuse me, for Jeffrey Laurie to make a decision and finally move on from Howie Roseman? We know things can't last forever, but God, it really does feel like this is. What is it going to take? Another one of these seasons? I think it has to. Like, there's no way if they actually no, because I just said if I think they, I think they expect them to be bad again next year. I, I don't, I don't see how Jeffrey Laurie's not dumb. There's no way he thinks they're going to be good next year. I, I don't know, John. I don't have an answer for that. It seems like this guy has the Marvin Lewis pictures. Like he just can't get fired. Like well, Marvin Lewis clearly had something on somebody, and he stuck around forever. Like, but from from sixteen into seventeen, this was the same feeling. 
right here. We're in it. Like, and it's it's yeah. ten times worse. But this this is it because you don't have you don't have any answers at quarterback. That's why Trevor's at. And Tre- coach, I'll leave this with you. Do you do you think right now that if you had to bet, can Hurts be the franchise guy for this team? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. And that's it's not a slight on Hurts at all. But I just. I think sometimes his arm talent needs a little bit to be I, – I, he needs a lot more development, and I don't know if I'm ready just to turn it over to him. That That's the thing. I, it It's so hard for me to say. I think the franchise guy is on the roster. I really do. I, I That's that's where I just can't get away from. I there's Carson Wentz has played too much good football for me to even consider playing someone else and getting rid of him. That's, I'll always come back to that. Uh, I, I absolutely think he's a franchise quarterback. I mean that's yeah, but 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 the ability to get there I you know who who knows anymore like we're we're so wrong about quarterbacks left and right but in terms of like accuracy tools mentality smarts legs uh he's got pretty much everything that you need you know it's and they've screwed up one quarterback I don't need them to screw up another so I, my concern is this like if you really, they, there's no way they drafted Jalen Hurts as a, with just a backup in mind. Um, you're going to go into year two with his million dollar clock cycling, and I know you're we're, we're still struggling to find out how they're going to clear the cap, and we'll get into some of that too a little bit. But you're only going to have two real years to stack up Jalen Hurts if that's the decision you end up making, and that's why I think it's almost. Unfortunately, you've got to judge right now, and yep. it's gonna, it's going to be really easy because you already screwed up Carson, and Carson screwed up himself. So that's he's going to have a good career wherever he goes. Um, and then you're turning back to I would just start the clock on Jalen Hurts right now. Like you've got to get rid of this whole scenario that you've dug yourself in. I'm not saying overall it's been the right thing to do to get rid of Carson Wentz, but you've got to give the keys to Jalen and figure out where you go next. I did think, however, that our friend Ike Reese did make a great point today. I don't know if you caught uh, their show. Um, he said if there's a reason why you why six is very important to them, and we're going to have to figure out why, because six and nine in terms of value, I mean, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, a second-round pick, I'm not I'm not saying it's it's not valuable, but – there's also a reason to to really want six instead of nine. It's not just three spots. Um, that means, and, and, then, <laughs> and then you hear the Jets are ready to make a big deal. Yeah, that was leading into this game, and then then your mind starts to go like, well, did they say if you can get to six, we'll make a deal? Good God! So <laughs> what so- does that mean? It's also I want to answer the the one other question. When you said that if you want to turn the keys over to Hertz, fine with that, but you got to commit to the guy. Like you got to commit to the guy and actually commit to the guy this time. Like if you're gonna do this, this big deal can't be floating out there. That's that's my take. If you're gonna get rid of Wentz and you got to commit to Hertz and be like Hertz is our guy. Like no more of this undercutting of the of the of the quarterback. I know we talked about the two quarterback system and in a in a perfect world, yeah, it'd be great. The, the NFL is not ready for that. It's, it's we're probably I, ahead of the curve. And just so we know, I'm still riding that train. Like you still need two quarterbacks, and I don't know why everybody's so up in arms about it. 
It's because uh, it just hasn't been done correctly yet. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be yeah. a guinea pig, John. Yeah, don't, by the way, don't start this with a quarterback that broke his l- entire body trying to win you a Super Bowl. Then, uh, you know, <laughs> have that other quarterback win a Super Bowl, not trade him fast enough, and so on and so on and so on. But, yeah, I, I don't think the NFL is ready for it either, unfortunately. No, just- so for... For whatever reason, GMs are just going to keep slinging dead bodies out there. Yes. And exactly with, right. with, no, with no real solution, then just kind of wind this bad boy back up. But that's also why if if you really just kind of gave this blanket statement where you're saying Jalen Hurts is, is still kind of in that backup role, then you absolutely need to draft a quarterback. So that's where I'm at. If you are losing Carson Wentz, it's you know irreparable and can't get out of it. You need to go find out if you can make a deal for Justin Fields or Zach, uh, the kid from BYU, or who I've been. I have been moderately paying attention to college football, so do not listen to me. But, I'm terrified of the kid from BYU. I'm terrified. Of him. <laughs> so, well, after the what was it the the big bowl game that he had that was like through two really bad awful interceptions and all. Zach whatever. Wilson's his name. Uh, thank Wilson, you, the right, chat right. for that. Um, thank you, thank you, Pete. Yes, sorry, I. <laughs> He's terrifying. He's uh, terrifying. Yeah, he is terrifying <laughs> because it's funny. He's te- it's, it's it's. I almost look at him as he's either going to wind up being uh, like Justin Herbert. It's like, uh, do you really want this guy? And it turns out to be like, oh, he is good. Or it could go down the path of it being like a Jake Locker and be like, shit. Now we're stuck with this guy. There you go. Peace, he, peace, peace, peace right here with me. The two With us, honestly, the two QB system can still work with Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Well, there yeah, it can work with any two quarterbacks. The problem <laughs> is the NFL and the media aren't ready to cover it. Who's the guy in Philadelphia? Um, uh, I, Who's the guy in Philadelphia? Yeah. That's, I, that's I, the, you know, I can hear Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith debating it already. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, they, here's an. Speaking of uh, the great Kyle Bennett, here's uh, here's uh, chiming in watching the show right now. He says, if the Jets are in on Zach Wilson, they can trade back to six because Miami and Cincinnati don't need quarterbacks. Okay. Ooh, I, I I doubt they take another quarterback with uh, Joe Brady and his ACL, but uh, yeah, very very fair point to make. Um, Atlanta probably wants Fields, and then Howie loves the trenches, so they won't get that sexy wide receiver anybody wants, but they'll get that cornerstone left tackle and they control him for the next 15 years. That's his yeah. prediction there. Yeah, and the only and we already have three left tackles on the roster, so well, then we would have three left tackles on the roster. <laughs> One, would you draft in the first round two years? If well, they take the, an offensive and, lineman and, in the top five, I'm going to kill myself. I think that's what exactly. Aren't they going to go lock up? There's, there's two, there's two tackles right now that everybody's debating, right? The kid from Northwestern who's like on the come up, and then the uh, who's the, the other one from like, his name uh, is Pente. I think it's Penny Sewell, and I'm pretty sure Penny it's Sewell, like that's right. it's like confirmed. Like I think it's a general consensus that this guy is the best lineman in the draft. I think the <laughs> Northwestern guy is one of those guys who's going to run, 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 like run up the board. But the smart right. thing is just to take Sewell. Like if it's not, if you can't get Penny Sewell, don't take a lineman. That's my theory. Um, yeah, just don't take a lineman. Just take God damn it. Just take a wide receiver. You need well, one they, so badly. If they take a lineman, then then you can probably settle in that they feel really good about Jalen Hurts. It, the, at the end of the day, whatever we whatever bullshit we're spitting out here, I really do think that their plan was they do like Jalen Hurts. Somebody in that building likes Jalen Hurts more than Carson Wentz. And do you think, by the way, that there was a mini revolt from Jalen Hurts playing that game yesterday? A mini revolt. Like it's it I I it's probably because everybody was just like no one is uh 
no one's on point. The season's over. They just want to go home. I get it. Mm-hmm. But one of the first passes to Zach Ertz on like a comeback route that Jalen Hurts was throwing, one of the easiest catches in the world that he's had didn't seem like he wanted to catch it. That's all. Like, and, it, and <laughs> it, 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 I'm not saying that he didn't want to catch it. It just says his entire body, soul, and mind were all. Let me just not, get through this game. Not, not hurt. I'm not so even make my money. I'm not even caring about this. I'm not even a part of this team. I don't even want to help this kid because I'm not going to be here. Do you think? Uh, do you think the message was sent pregame when they were like, "Oh, we're dressing Sudfeld." Like, I think that's pretty easy. Like right away, they're like, "Oh, okay." Like it did seem though, like Jalen didn't have an idea that this was going to happen. Like they would be pulled in the fourth quarter. Well. He shouldn't have. Been, he shouldn't have been pulled. I know why we pulled him, but we he shouldn't have been pulled. It's a it's it's a shame because he was out there. He wasn't throwing the ball well, but he goddamn was he trying to win. And I do respect that. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. I, I, it just it, you know everyone took was just like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not playing this. It's just yesterday was one of those ones. It was funny because when Sudfeld threw the interception, I just started laughing. I'm like, that's right. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> This is it's just so it's just so funny. Like this this whole this whole season I I feel like I feel like we deserved it for all those years being like, would you give up ten years of terrible football for one Super Bowl? Everyone's yeah, like, you guys I'd take it. Yeah, I'd take you it. All did it. And you know if, what? I I'd like to register a complaint because the moment that Super Bowl was over, like I would say, not the moment, that's bullshit. I was buying I was buying where is it? Oh man, I was buying Super Bowl scarves and ridiculous, you know, glassware and like I was in the but three weeks after it's I'm time to like I'm in a room that's enshrined to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I started slicing everything up and I just said, listen, start cut like leave a motion at the door, and they didn't leave a motion at the door for three years. We became the Atlanta Falcons very quickly. Like, we're in Matt Schaub territory. Oh, God. It's also <laughs> annoying when you said to leave a motion at the door. Um, Howie today, again, said he was emotionally attached to his player. That's two years in a row. He said, so I'll never fault them for going for it in 2018. I'll never fault never. them for that. because You know what? I still thoroughly never believe both. if Alshon catches the ball, they win the Super Bowl. I really yeah. do believe that. 2019 was the time to start turning the roster over. They just didn't do it, and now we're paying for it. We're yeah. paying for that big time right now. And again, how are you going to plug holes with no money? Don't know. Don't know how they're going to yeah. do that. No, that was it's a it's an excellent question. Which yeah. uh, um, a small bit of news, if you missed it, I think it was um, Mike Garofolo who uh, reported that Malik Jackson and, then and Alshon. also Alshon are going to you know kick the can slightly down the road for a couple of months just to save them some room. And then, you know, the plan is to let them go. There's no surprises there. Uh, I think that frees 21 million. Yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting rid of them, you're getting rid of Zach Ertz. I have a sneaking suspicion that Jason Kels is not going to be here next year. Uh, That's not information. That's just uh, from everybody. Um, I don't know what Brandon Brooks is going to be all about. I don't know what Lane Johnson's situation is. Like, there's plenty of room to get rid of a lot of bodies here and save yourself quite a bit of money and just wait to see what happens because now you do have to take a full year to evaluate if this is going to be your thing, but they're not going to do that. I know they're not going to do that. What they're going to do is what I thought Jimmy Kempsey raised a fantastic question today. and. My nominee for the beat off, mind you, 
uh, is. Oh, the beat off got retired the second Jeff McClain was just wiping the floor with everybody. I think Jimmy might have won, though. I think okay. Jimmy might, for the record, I think Jimmy might have won this week. He just said, How do you not become that super aggressive GM that's making moves for the short term in his job? And he just went, I don't know. Hope I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's, that's coming. I think Doug and Howie have been officially made on the hot seat. They wouldn't have been at that joint press conference otherwise. Lori is saying, this is your mess. Go fix it. Otherwise, you're gone. And this is going to lead to post-Super Bowl Dream Team Part 2. That's it. I'm, I'm with you now. Like, I don't, I don't believe that you can get yourself out of this at all. Not no, at all. I, I don't... I, 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 I don't see I don't see any path to, to being good, especially with the cap issues. I mean, Howie Roseman literally did the whole like, oh, I'll just open another credit card. Like that's almost what he did. It's like I'll just open another one and push it off. Like, yeah, I owe this company a grand, but if I open up another one for two, I'm coming out on top. No, the logic doesn't yeah. work that way, man. He, he, he <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just so frustrating. Me and Kyle were talking about this today. Kyle, the other half of the Waterboys were talking about this today. It's like. Why can't we just be one of the one of the teams that like are continually like going for like they they know when to move on they know when they, they know when it's time to be like hey thank you very much here's a gold watch get the hell out of here <laughs> you know what I mean like it's it's so annoying three years ago right after the Super Bowl Jason Peters thanks later bye like I guess when when Howie made the comparison to Moneyball today which is a great movie and oh said, man I rubbed my eyes so bad when he I was like where do you go where are you going with this. Yeah, and he goes. I have to. St-. Like that's that's the one thing that just drives me insane. This is at the end of the day. You hear even the players say, "Hey, this is a business. You, if I'm not performing tomorrow at my job, I'll get fired. If I suck on this show, John's gonna be like, you're gone. Like simple. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how these guys can be afforded yeah, so many opportunities to stick around. I just have the. I just found out I have the right to fire you. This is great. This I gotta I mean, write this you, down. This is a fantastic power. I was gonna say oh, all wow. you gotta do is be like, yeah, you're not coming on the show with me anymore. <laughs> be like, okay. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I'll go back uh, to sales. Uh, the uh, the see, I heard him start to quote that, and I go, did did you really just uh, lose? Um, or, or, or just find Moneyball right now in that scene to make you realize, oh, yeah, I've been too emotional. Yikes. <laughs> what was, would it have been worse if he, if, he, uh, if he quoted draft day instead? <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah, let's yeah. Moneyball. At least he or, went with Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> Not a shitty Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> but this is 2011, man. I mean, that's nine years ago. That's uh, that seems like a pretty pretty standard thing for a GM GM to know. Um, sorry if you guys are losing connection out there, but uh, it will uh, be in the pod we, though. It will definitely be in the pod. Um, we appreciate everyone hanging out and and listen. This is just a a, a throw up of takes here because this is going to take all off season. This is so like this. Uh, that's why I'm excited because. We get to uh, galaxy brain a couple of things. We get to debate so many different things. And Gary, I want to leave you with a last word kind of on this as we're, we'll just wrap it up. And thanks for everybody checking us on StreamYard. It's the first time using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll be on here a lot. Um, we uh, we really like uh, which, uh, what you got going on, especially that we can interact with you kind of right in here and uh, apparently bring you into the show. So that'll be fun yeah. once we get to that. Uh, do, do you think they, that they can get out of this 
in the next two years. Yes. And who can any one of these guys get fired in the middle of the season next year? I think, think? I think I don't think they're going to be overly good next year. And if they are good next year, that means Jalen Hurts is very good, right? So that's that's one thing I take away. And that means Doug found some coaching. But if they're going to be bad next year, I think I think Doug's going to be the guy to go. I think Howie somehow sticks around. I don't know how. I think Howie's just can I think Howie will find a way to stick around. Um I, yeah, I don't I don't I don't really I don't really know how to answer it. It just seems like this guy's invincible. The um I'm very concerned about Doug Peterson apparently not wanting to run more of an RPO spread offense. Like, yeah, and especially uh, when you uh, have a quarterback that specializes in it. Yeah, like I'm I'm now ready to I've completely changed my mind on 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 all that press conference really shook me up. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I am teetering on what kind of insanity did I just agree with in this last year? You know, like if you if your intention was and not the two quarterback thing, I just mean in terms of philosophy, building this guy up because I'm with you. I will lap up the the green Kool-Aid. You know that about me. I will sit there and go, nope, this makes sense because if you execute X, Y and Z and lead me towards a path that sounds smart, I'm going to grab it and take it. But you didn't do that. You had 70 different people make decisions for you, and this is how you're landed in this place. I can't believe that we've watched Zach Ertz cry this entire like for five straight minutes, you know, like god dang man, like all, all of this. And uh, and not I'm not calling I'm not, obviously not a guy to call out another guy for crying as you've seen me do it many times here. Right. I, I welcome it, I love to see it, but uh, it's uh, the, the day felt like 12 days today. So I, I don't have any good words for you other than buckle up, get ready for Eagles Civil War on every social media platform. Everyone's right and everyone's wrong. Yep. And it's going to be an incredibly entertaining offseason. Pick sides. Pick your side now. <laughs> and stick to oh, it. Oh, God. And Pete's reminding me John Dorsey might have some say <laughs> in the sixth pick. Well, you also asked me to remind you about this. Jim Schwartz, gone. Dude. We didn't talk about that. We didn't. Let's let's save that for later on in this week because there's let me tell you that man's not retiring. <laughs> I'll just say no. That. He's getting the hell out of here, taking a year off. And um, if you didn't know, now you know. Doug and Jim just don't see eye to eye. Like he's doing the old Urban Meyer. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm I just broke all these rules. I'm gonna take no. a year off and come back and win national championships. The reason why Jim Schwartz is leaving is because he thought he could get a head coaching position and he did not. So he's not sticking around to coach this shit. He is going to go find somewhere cool and nice that he can just go and chill out and be the anti Rams, which is what the Eagles defense needs to be. So if you're going to look for a defensive coordinator, you better start with the people that like you built a secondary the exact way the Rams are running it now, and you got rid of all the key components of that. Yeah. Like signing Will Parks for a year and having Jalen Mills be a safety, you should have done that, but you ran in a semi-archaic defense with, like, and the same with the way you picked. Like, make sure that your coaches like your general manager because I don't think anyone does. It's pretty, pretty crazy. And. And uh, Crosby, you want to come say hi? 
You want Justin Tennessee? Tennessee if, they, if they hire Dan Quinn, I'm going to lose my mind. That <laughs> yeah, was literally a, that was a joke between me and and John. <laughs> do not do that. Crosby Crosby hates it. We're going to get Crosby, high five around. Um, and we're going to get out of here because uh, thank you guys for tuning in for our first live broadcast. There'll be plenty more. And I got to go put this kid to bed. So with that said, that is Coach Gary. I am John Barchard. Thanks for tuning into the Barchard Show right here on StreamYard and, of course, the Waterboys Podcast Network. See y'all. Yeah.